0: In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiori. The time has come again, the champion must Welcome to another episode of Your Favorite Podcast, and mine is the DYM Podcast. My name is Andrew Fiore, and with me, as always, is my co-host, coming to you from what looks like his brand new studio. (laughs) Not studio apartment, but studio as in new apartment. New apartment?
1: No, not a studio. Not a studio apartment? new studio. Yes. Uh hello dimwit nation. I am ca- I am now in a story in New York and I'm I'm doing this I'm recording from my uh my very own office/podcast slash podcast studio in the new apartment. It's it's a pretty sweet deal.
0: Well, congratulations my friend. How are you liking the new digs?
1: I'm I'm loving it. I I still have some stuff to put away. I I have no internet right now. I don't have I don't have internet until the 18th. So I'm I just explained to Andy before we started I I <laughs> I'm recording using my phone as like a Wi-Fi source, uh, which is, I don't know if that's a wonky or not, or that's a weird idea, but um, yeah, it's good. I, uh, I, I had a desk that my, my friend who lived here before, a friend of mine is the one who gave me this apartment, and uh, I had a desk that I was, I was going to move by the window to make it nicer, and the minute I moved the desk, one of the legs uh, fell off the desk. <laughs> Did he bait and switch you? No, he didn't bait as so much, he just left, I think he just left kind of an old desk. I didn't realize how old it was.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So now right.
1: I have this like half, I knocked off my other legs, I have this half broken desk in my living room that I have to <laughs> uh, figure out, but overall, you know what it is, man, it's like, I, you know, you've been in your place for a while, for a while, I remember I was in my last place for like, um, uh, what you call it, I was in my last place for uh, like three years, you forget when you first move into a spot, it is, there is kind of a weird feeling.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, I did – I don't think I'm sleeping amazingly yet. I'm kind of walking around, like, not knowing exactly You're where I am. You're not
0: used to it. Like, You're not used to your forever home.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like an adopted puppy, Andy. That's what's I happening right now. Uh, it's true. Like, I – it's really, uh, really, really kind of a strange feeling, but it's still, it's awesome. It's my, you lived alone for a while because you're more yeah. of an adult than me, but um, <laughs> I, uh, it's I, I finally have my own place. That's that's another weird thing where I was like, wow, I'd never not lived with anybody before, and I didn't realize how strange it would seem. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, it can be a little weird, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes it can get a little lonely, but what? you usually come back to is that yeah i'd still rather do this than share my space with another 40 year old man
1: right you know what I mean? exactly yes right yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm done we're we're both like about the same age Like i'm just done with that part of my but, i mean you're life. older than me i am older than you yeah, thanks. <laughs> i appreciate that thanks for really, really rubbing it in i appreciate that <laughs> But uh, we, uh, but but Andy also big news is hanging with the lady. We're not we don't Hanging with details.
0: the lady. Doing uh, doing good. We uh, I was well here, so I was uh, actually I haven't seen her in a, in a little while. I did a stand-up show, headlined at Tiff's Comedy Club out in my hometown. Uh, right next to it, it's considered a hometown. It's a little borough of my hometown in Mars Plains, New Jersey. Great turnout. I want to thank everybody that came. We sold it out. It was super fun. Thanks to Mike Romanelli, uh, not only is he a really cool guy, he's a big fish head, uh, so we got along famously musically. Oh, God. Yeah. But they run a night they make a nice rib there, Shawnee. I gave him your name. I told him you got to have Donnelly come out, and you'll love it. It's a fun crowd and a great outdoor setup, super safe, and, man, they make some good eats to go along with it, buddy. Is it a barbecue spot? Yeah, it's like a rib, it's like a rib house slash restaurant, you know, like. No! Their, yeah, their specialty is ribs.
1: <gasps> no, now I want to go. Now yeah, dude, I... I
0: passed on your information, so hopefully oh, he reaches thanks, out. thanks, man. So the and show is uh, packed, huh? Close gig, you take an hour by train from Penn Station to Marstown, New Jersey. So, good comedy, good eats, friendly stay. Everybody was great, man. I can't speak highly of it enough. So, thanks, Mike, Romanelli, and, and the gang at TIFFS. Um, some funny comics, and, uh, it was nice to, it's, you know, you, as a comic, you have that thing where you're like anticipating ahead of time when you do these hometown shows. You're like, nah, I kind of just wish I could do my normal set to strangers and yeah. nobody will judge me afterwards yeah. because I have to go and live and see with these people immediately after the show. And, you know, yes. my mom's there. And my sister's there. Her new boyfriend is there. And so that's just a little extra added pressure. You know, you're doing 45 minutes. A lot of it's newer kind of COVID stuff. You know, it's hard to test the waters on that stuff because you're not doing it every night. But it all went, uh, it all went great. We had a lot of great turnout. And so that was a really fun Saturday night. So, uh, that let was me ask fun. you something real quick. Oh, have you right, ever sorry?
1: had, have you ever had somebody come up to you after a show that you knew that somebody that you knew come up to you? <laughs> And say something uncomfortable after a set. <laughs> uh yeah. I <laughs> I've
0: had I've had people give me advice that weren't comedians that I knew um that I think because of our relationship they felt that it was okay to just give unmitigated kind of Hey man, I think maybe you should shorten that or do this like that didn't really hit well. Oof, You're yeah. just like Yeah, yeah. And you know me, I'm too nice to be confrontational. So just like, oh, yeah, man, maybe I'll think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, rework it. But, yeah, it's just, listen, we know what we're doing. I don't need – just go, hey, man, thanks. We had a good time. If you had a good time, if not, you don't need to say anything at all. (laughs) I think that's where –
1: and this is actually a good uh, word of advice for anybody listening – That's what we, what you guys don't realize. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say, like, comics, especially when we've been doing it a while. Like, if your friend's doing comedy, and it's their first couple shows, and you think they have some potential, and you want to be supportive, then say something nice to them. But you don't have to go up to a random comic and say some backhanded, weird (laughs) shit. Because here's the thing, we're not, I don't, I don't, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We, we almost, I'd say nine times out of ten, we, we don't respect what, what your opinion is on it. percent, like uh,
0: uh, uh, ten times only, out of ten.
1: <laughs> that's that's one of the hard truths about comedy is that the only thing we care about is what comics that we respect think about our comedy. Correct. For the most part. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying of you don't want to do well. You want to do well. You absolutely want to do well. But also it's
0: just it's also it's kind of rude in it is kind of just rude. a humane kind of manner too. I, and obviously it's a hack thing, but I would never go up to you know, maybe somebody who is, let's say, a mechanic and be like, Hey well, maybe mechanic's not the best one to pick. I, yeah, right? but I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like I don't necessarily outright criticize whatever you do for a living. And I get people feel they have the liberty to do that with stand-ups because it's such a personal thing, I guess. But Well, yeah, um,
1: because the thing is this. I would never even take an, another um, form of performance uh, like like music. I, I've never gone up to a musician and been like, yeah, that's hey, perfect that, one." That, that one song. I just wasn't really feeling it. Like, But people yeah. with comics, and it's an age-old thing. It'll, it'll never go away. People just think comics are their private gestures that are there to amuse that just then that's why if you're not that's why you get heckled if you're not talking about something that somebody wants you to talk about and you know because they're like oh yeah you're here for me to make me specifically laugh
0: right 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 and listen i am heavily critical i see live concerts all the time that's my i love it but i would and i'm very highly critical of uh the bands i go see but i would never go to them afterwards and be like yeah, I didn't love when you played that and that place and your encore was kind of blah, but whatever. I think we lost you.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. You froze for a little bit, but I can yeah, still so hear you. Yeah, so
1: did you. Yeah, you did too, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it, but no, not. I haven't had too many bad experiences with people uh, doing that. They've mostly been very nice in my experiences. What about you? Have you ever gotten a really, <laughs> a really bad one?
1: i've all oh, the only one i don't know if i've talked about it before am i still can you hear me yeah yeah okay the only one that i've um i've talked about that was kind of a biggie well there was a couple different stories and i, I think i told them on the podcast one was that guy i in pennsylvania this guy comes up to me and i was working with mike gaffney who's a really funny yeah, comic i love mike and Mike was opening, I was closing, and and I did not do a poor job. I did a good job. It was not. It was like a bad like VFW hall kind of situation.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, this guy comes up to me afterwards, and he was like, uh, to me he goes, he goes to Mike he goes, you were you were good, you were, you were good. <laughs> and to me to me he goes, you weren't. That's what he says to me. Come on. Yeah. So <laughs> I. Full on. I was so done with it at that point because I was like, I hated the setup. I thought it was going to be a real club. I didn't realize it was going right. to be like this because I had the name of like a real club, I, you know.
0: And Easy to uh, check out.
1: It, yeah, exactly. So so I was like, no, nope, I'm done. I'm, I've been doing this long enough. I'm not going to put up with that. So I I the guy was walking away and I I looked him right in the eye. I I go, hey, fuck you. I go I go fuck you. I go what the <laughs> fuck you? I'm like, why did you say that? Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Whatever. And he and he keeps turning around. And I'm like, go ahead. I don't care. Come back. I'll fight you. I will fight you right now. Oh, buddy. In, in this, well, I, I don't think I said I'll fight you. I think I was like, Nobody come back. Come
0: back.
1: Come ba- I think I was just like, come back, come back, come back, whatever it is. And then he just kept walking the elevator. I'm like, yeah, right. That's right. Like, I just got into that. Like, I was frenzied. Like, I wasn't, like, as cool, <laughs> calm, and collected as I am right now. And then another time, uh, it was actually before a show, and somebody said something stupid, where I said, uh, my my face was on the poster. It was a show in Virginia, and these two people came up to me, and they go, "Um, hey, you're the guy. You're the guy.
0: And yeah. I go, yep, yeah, I'm the
1: guy. And and they go, are you funny? You're oh, that's the worst. Funny. And, dude, I went, and a lot of people do this at first, but I took it to like a new level. I go, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not and they go, and they kind of laugh like you just did. And then I go, I'm not kidding. I don't know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a month. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I'm kind of worried about it. And they go, really? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I hope it goes well. And they walked, they walked to the kiosk, they got their money back and they walked out of the building.
0: <laughs> That's great. One of my, uh, one of my favorite things to do at the comedy seller when I'm waiting to go on, uh as for those of you don't know you know the comics it's a big long hallway in the back and then you kind of wait in the doorway for uh for your turn and i love just kind of milling about in the back and as the last guy's finishing up i just kind of stand to to somebody who was ever near the stage i just go i hope this next guy's good <laughs> and then I get called right up. It's just my little thing that I do. I don't know why I do it, but I always love
1: doing
0: it. I've, I've done that
1: where I actually go the opposite route where they're like, when they're entering you and they're being nice and they're like, this nice guy is so funny. And I'll look at the people nearby me and I'll go, I'll shake my head. No, I'm like, no, yeah, no not yeah. at all.
0: Because then they, they always... have a fun little connection with you. You know, that's yeah. our guy now
1: yeah right exactly but then you when i do that i hope i don't go up and then eat it like that's the right, right
0: they're like he was right yeah he was like wow he really nailed that why the fuck is he here right now i just remembered one i i guess it was one of the last gigs i did in february i was on the road i was doing like a one-nighter up in upstate new york somewhere in and it was a private show and it was supposed to start at uh, 8 p.m. and it was one of these things. It was a fundraiser show, which can always be brutal. And they're eating dinner and drinking, and it's all these people. Uh, it's like an Elks Lodge kind of thing. Very nice, nice kind of setup, though. And uh, they have all these pictures of their ex-presidents on the wall. So I started opening up with, uh, you know, I uh, John Pfeffer Horner. He was uh, my favorite back in '64. Right. You know, just doing, and they love all. They eat that stuff up.
1: Yeah. And when you do like inside was, be, inside baseball
0: type stuff. But the thing was I was up there with our buddy uh Justin Smith, actually, uh former guest of the pod. And he was opening, I was closing, and they had started so late, dude. Um I just go, dude, you do whatever. I, I do do a half hour, I'll do maybe a little more. He did like twenty five and I did like thirty five just to get to like an hour because they kept us waiting, dude. And they were like, oh, we're going to do the raffle now. And, like, all the information that we had gotten from the booker was like, you guys are going to go on, like, after dinner and after dessert. And, then oh. you know, but, yeah, which is also not ideal. But and then they're going to do a raffle after if you guys want, you know, like, hang around to make fun of the raffle. Going, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I'm not a fucking uh, raffle clown. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate so that, they ended too. up doing that before us. Things got pushed back, they go, We'll do dinner, then we'll do the raffle, then we'll do coffee and dessert. Then you-. we weren't on till like nine thirty PM, dude, and nope. so whatever. The show itself was okay, but then the I'm lady afterward but the lady afterwards, she comes, up, she gets to go, she goes, I loved it. I just am disappointed you didn't do more some more time. I went, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you Oh my kidding god? Me? Did you you kept me waiting? To I could have been home by now by the time you kept waiting. Did you oh, explain like, to it? her that's not how it works? Yeah, dude. I go, I don't, I'm here making not a lot of money for you people. I did 35 fucking minutes. I'm out of here. I'm not, that 10 minutes might not mean a lot to you, but it, it's, for some reason, it's a, a principle thing I have. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's also because it makes the show better. So it's like, you,
0: exactly. I, you don't you, want, you, never... you don't need another hour and a half of sitting around. And like, just trust me on that. Like, we know what we're doing. It's, like, it's not because you know I'm her? lazy. I don't want to do the time. It's just I know better, and also I am lazy, and I didn't want to do the time.
1: Well, it's also – but it's also you leave them wanting more. Like that is a real thing. Like if you if you go too long, if you would have done like an hour and then you yeah. get 25, and after all that, you would have seen people milling out. Like you would have seen people like like walking out of the place. Like because they had to go home for the babysitter or they had to like you know do whatever.
0: Yeah, and not only that, Elks Lodge people, you're not the uh, – you're not your spring chickens you're anymore. You're not –
1: they yeah, tend to air on the elder
0: side of society. Yeah. I That one got me. I was, like, fuming the whole drive home. I was just going, that fucking bitch, Does she have the nerve to come up and be, say, disappointed because I thought you were going to do more time. I go, I, I, I did, guess thank you, but fuck off. I did a show upstate once where the lady who was producing it, I
1: was closing it out, and the lady who was producing it, like, the lady who was there to contact there, there was a comic that was producing the show, like, she was setting it up. Yeah, yeah. But the lady that was like the main contact at the at the, at the, at the venue, because it was like the, like they made it sound like it was going to be this great setup for stand up. Like, because I don't know if people know, but stand up is better and the most intimate you can get it. But some of these places are giant banquet halls, and you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. So they were like, oh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to put the wall up, we're going to do this. And they didn't do any of it. And it was like this giant room, and people were like standing, some were sitting, some were walking around. Like, people were like, it was like not, it was bad. But besides that, that wasn't even the problem. The problem was the lady who was our contact sat right in the front and she was heckling me. Jesus Christ! During the performance. and I'm like, I'm like, All right. I, At one point, I go. At one point, I think I said, I go, aren't you the lady that set this up? Are you heckling me? I'm like, what are you doing? And she was like, Ah, we're having yeah. fun. We're having fun. You know?
0: It doesn't just because you had some involvement with setting up the show doesn't give you any sort of license to be a part of the show.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. Uh yeah, so I you know I don't think people realize that's what happens for us like we
0: we know what we're doing we
1: know we're doing and we know we're doing and there's also like a lot of little nuanced things that a lot of people don't realize like Isn't a it? lot of people don't realize there's a lot of things that go into the yeah. night going better like like don't get me wrong it's uh, on the it's the the, the 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 um it's on the comic to make the best out of a bad situation or to do the best that they can do like it's Absolutely. not I'm not going to say like hey if you're the wrong lighting and the com- and nobody likes the comic it's not the comic's fault like you still have to work and you have to do the job and all that kind of stuff but why start with a handicap why start in exactly. a – exactly like like a lot of people don't realize that banquet style seating like wedding style seating is one of the worst things for comedy because <laughs> yeah. it guarantees that people Every of the comedy club is
0: set up that way for a reason show.
1: yeah exactly Exactly, exactly.
0: So it's I, like if you can, if, if people can set it up the right way, it, it goes a long way. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you I was doing another one-nighter? This is obviously my bread and butter, upstate New York one-nighters. I forget who was opening for me, but I had driven down from another gig, and it just worked out where I was geographically able to take this gig on my way home and make a couple of hundred extra bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I said, yeah, sure, that'll work out perfectly with my schedule and i got there and the other guy was already on and uh i talked to the person in charge and it's always like uh yeah the you know, talk to firefighter jones he's the guy running the stand up yeah 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 <laughs> it was like yeah, a fine. firehouse fundraiser and they were very nice but what you were talking about those little subtle things where the uh it was just a two man show so the guy who was going up in front of me is now going to introduce me so he goes, All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring your headliner up. You've seen him you on in blah, the podcast. In the biz, that's called piggybacking. They exactly. don't know that. Piggy, yeah. The old piggybacking. The old piggybacking. And as soon as he goes, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Andy Fiore. <laughs> what? This lady walks out from the kitchen with a big tray of She goes, And also, dessert is served. <laughs> like, in between his intro and me walking up to the stage. Talk about – in what brain is that a good thing to – like what – It's because I want to give her the benefit of the doubt saying she just is ignorant to how that's supposed to work. Like this will be fun that we can eat dessert and watch the comedy, but it's like I need all your focus up here. I can't have uh, a fucking (laughs) – uh, a soccer riot start out for the fudge brownies. You know what I mean? I think you could tell a five-year-old. You could ask the five-year-old. <laughs> I hey, know, maybe you're giving people too much credit. Should we serve dessert
1: during this man's performance? And even though the five-year-old <laughs> would want a dessert, because that's, the kids love dessert, they'd go, no, that's rude. I think there are a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just plain rude to do that.
0: Oh my How, God!
1: I'm sorry. On what, what planet is that a thing that you're like? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> That's grandma it's, brain.
1: It's not a radio. You're not in the background. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you're not a band playing.
0: <laughs> it's always, uh, it's never a good thing to see. Uh, brown, you, you're getting outdrawn by brownies.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that, <laughs> well, yeah, and also brownies will win almost every time. Every time,
0: I almost went myself. <laughs> that, oh my God, dude! That's what you should have done. I, if I had any balls, I would have gone and gotten in line for the brownie. Oh my, my God, dude!
1: Next, if that ever happens again, you gotta go for the dessert. But like, hey, we're gonna start late. She, I didn't know there was dessert. I had no idea there was dessert. That's funny. So,
0: so. Uh, funny enough, we uh, brought up uh, puppy adoption in uh, the beginning of the show. I was while I was out in New Jersey, uh, I stayed a few extra days with my mom, keep her company. And I was sitting around on Monday afternoon, and my mom comes in. I was doing a little bit of work. She goes, "Hey, so I made an appointment a couple of weeks ago for St. Hubert's, which is a adoption agency in my hometown." Yeah. He goes, "Uh, it was supposed to be on Friday. They had a cancellation. Would you want to go with me and maybe look at some dogs this afternoon?" <gasps> oh my God! That's what a magical I afternoon! No. So my mom and me, we, uh, my mom came home with a brand new little puppy dog no way, yeah, so my mom's what got kind another of dog as a mutt it's uh we think a lab chihuahua mix <laughs> Wow, how does that work out? she's well, she's only ten weeks old we uh, my mom named her Lulu, and so we think she's not gonna get too much bigger. Because she's got let's she's got the body of a chihuahua, but she's got the features and face of a of a lab, a yellow lab. Oh, weird! So like, they're like a really tiny lab. Yeah, kind of. Which I think my mom wants. So um, <laughs> she she's made her very own. Very sweet. Your mom made her own designer dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I was talking to the lady. She goes, "Oh, my friends have a black lab chihuahua mix called Pepper." And I go, "All right, maybe this is more common than I thought." What would you call it? A chai lab? What would you call it? Idea, a lab. Yeah, a chai
1: Labawawa.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: benour? Lab-a-wawa. <laughs> uh, this is uh Pixie, my
0: my Labawawa. <laughs> yeah, these but I dude, these combinations are getting ridiculous with the dogs nowadays.
1: Well they have a bunch of them. They have well you, you ever see the ones what what are the ones that like they look like literal stuffed animals walking around? Like it's almost uh, like they don't look well, like dogs. They
0: look like Pixar made them. Yeah, the the Wheaton terriers are very popular for the yeah, labradoodles. The Wheaton terriers are just a terrier. Well, the labradoodle is labradoodle. The most that's popular it. mix right now. Yeah, people yeah. Are, I see them all over because I guess it's a very smart dog, but also the personality of the lab. But I don't like
1: that look. I'll be honest. The labradoodles like the are also that labradoodles
0: are um hypoallergenic too. I think. hypoallergenic. That's a big thing, sure. But I'll tell you, uh, Mr. Quint, uh, named after the Robert Shaw character in Jaws, who ruled the roost at Marianne Fiori's oh, house. Oh, so what is, happens now? He is not thrilled with this new uh, puppy running around. Yeah, that happens. And I hope they eventually get along because the puppy is yapping at him. She just wants to play with the cat. <laughs> and the cat is going, you've got all my uh, my girl's time here. She's paying attention to you. I'm not getting the snuggle time. I can't the walk cat. around the house freely, and he is pissed, dude. <laughs> the cat is how old, though? He's about eight. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. He had it good, too. And here's the thing. My mom is still house training the dog, so it's uh, it's relegated to the kitchen only. You know, she's got the gates up. And I'm telling you, so we think this dog came from South Carolina. This little motherfucker has already figured out how to hop over the gates. He climbs up and gets right <laughs> over the gates. So my mom had to order these six foot tall ones so there's no more prison breaks.
1: You know, she, she's she's installing doors into the gate into the, <laughs> yeah.
0: this, the little one. She's 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 very sweet, but she you can tell she's headstrong. You know, you can tell the personalities right away. But, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That's chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are like very feisty. Yeah, yeah. So they, I'll tell you Ah Man, it's hard to go to those adoption places because they have a lot of the older dogs there. And we walked through, and I saw this one guy, Petey. He was not older. I think he was about four years old. And he came right up to me, and we had an instant connection. And I just kind of put my hand out for him to sniff the back of mine. He gave me a nice little lick, and I went, Oh, buddy, if I could take you home right now, I would. It's heartbreaking, some of those dogs in there, man. Can you have dogs in your apartment? I can't I can't have cats or dogs. oh uh, that's right I would have gone to dog a while ago because oh I am such a big dog person. I love cats too. we've had one we've had one my entire life. we've had one of each
1: We I have kind of a funny one time uh okay so my when my when the dog from when I was growing up died, me and my dad we went to uh it's like probably like maybe it was not right after it was like probably a, a year later. Me and my dad went to a place uh, called North Shore Animal League in Long Island. Oh, sure. It's like pretty pretty well known. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. The the, the the people that work at those places are like used car salesmen. Like they're like they're <laughs> they're tr- and I, they have a noble reason. They're trying to they're trying to get rid of the old models. They're trying to get rid of these, these <laughs> yep. dogs. And I get it, but it's so funny because we were walking around <laughs> and we're seeing the old dogs. And my dad walks. He stops by one, one of the cages, and the dog is going, ah, losing his mind at my dad, like like snarling, uh, the teeth are open, like all this crazy. And my dad's like, Jesus! Like he jumped. He was like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy comes over, and then the lady comes over and goes, Looks like he likes you.
0: At- <laughs> <laughs>
1: and my dad goes, What are you kidding me? He wants me for lunch. What are you joking? <laughs> It, it, it was like insane. Like I, I, I'm not even scared of dogs, and I was like, "Thank God that dog's in the cage." I'm not yeah. scared of dogs, at all. and I was like, "That dog would murder." It was like Cujo style. That's insane. hilarious. Yeah, they, like Brad Pitt's dog in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that kind of
0: shit. <laughs> right. They use, yeah, they do. They they do use Carsman uh, realtor talk. You know, you go, "Why is this dog?" Well, he's a fixer upper. You know,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cozy. It's a it's a it's a Maltese, very cozy dog. <laughs>
0: but really, to, uh best of luck a, best of luck to my mom. I hope she I tried to tell luck. her I go. I like yeah. how you said best of luck to your mom on the podcast. <laughs> well, I just best well. of luck, Marianne.
1: Uh, maybe I'll talk it to, it you soon. to
0: I send it down to the ether for good karma. Oh. <laughs> Cuz here's the thing. No, that's great. Well, shawnee she went in wanting an older, housebroken, more trained dog because yeah. you know she just wants a little companionship. She, it's uh, easier. You know, yeah. Um. It's been a few years since uh, we've had our, our last dog, the golden retriever. So we had a little bit of a competition with this other couple uh, that was coming in to look at the dogs. We saw there was a brother and a sister with uh, our little Lulu. And we were getting shown around by our counselor, dog counselor, whatever they call him. And he goes, uh, so let's go. We'll take Lulu into one of the private rooms. You can get to know her. And the other guy comes up. He goes, "Oh, this is the this is the male and the female. They just came up from South Carolina. their brother and sister." And this older guy, he goes, "Oh, we want the, we would love to see the female." And the other guy, and our guy goes, "Well, we're gonna let these people take her first because they were here, you know, first. And the guy goes, oh, you won! You won the face-off." Well, here's the thing. So and this guy, it, I mean, he was right. But he goes, "Well, what time was your appointment?" Because we were in the lobby together, and the lady who was at the front desk, goes to this couple she goes what time is your appointment for he goes three o'clock she goes okay we'll get somebody out right away and she goes and ma'am what time is your appointment for?" we we were 330 but we were at the dog cage we got shown in first just because our guy came and took us back and we saw decided to see this dog so he was in the process of kind of taking her out and he goes well our appointment was for 330 or or our appointment was three o'clock i go i go buddy we're we're in the process of taking the dog out. So I just kind of cut him out and I go, yeah, we were here first. I don't give a shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got the dog. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt kind of badly because I don't think he really meant anything by it. But, you know, people can kind of get a little uh, competitive when they see a, a, thing, a, a puppy they might like.
1: Yeah, but it's like just because – and it's also a thing where – just because their appointment was first doesn't mean they have dibs on any of the dogs.
0: Yeah, exactly. I go. We were here at this cage, ready to take Plus, her into
1: one. You, he was going by like, uh, like appointment rules. You were going by like parking lot rules.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was taking her to the streets. I was ready to fight yeah. this old dude.
1: No, I meant because like if you get a spot, you're like I was here first for the. I was at the actual. Like it doesn't matter who exactly. drives into the. Doesn't matter who drives into the parking lot first. Whoever gets that spot That's first That's what I'm talking about, baby.
0: So, <laughs> but uh, in the end, my mom went completely opposite of what she wanted. <laughs> she got a puppy, not housebroken, not trained at all. When she went in looking for an older dog, housebroken, completely trained. So, uh, but how old, The dog's what? Like how old? Ten weeks. That's why I say good luck to my mom because I, she, I don't think she remembers how much work a puppy is. It needs constant attention. It's it needs it's, to tough. Be, it's really tough. You need to wear them out so they sleep, and you got to keep an eye on them because they're they're gonna piss and shit all over the place if you don't really get on top of it right away. Yeah, and but that's I will the say, only thing but, I worry about with my mom. I just go, I, my, I hope you know you, you do have the time on your hands, but it's gonna be a lot of work. But it, uh, will, uh, and it always work. It always pays off, but it is tough. It will keep her busy though. Absolutely. Um Dog slept through the night though. I spent one night with them, and then I talked to my mom earlier today. And the dog, once it gets in her little crate, she yaps for about ten minutes, thinking, "Hey, where'd everybody go?" But once lights are out, my mom said she slept right through the night both oh, times. Oh, so that's, that's a, good a sign. dream. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a dream come true. But already had a few, uh, few accidents in the kitchen. But that's why I hardwood for Yeah, but that's gonna happen. That you, you, know, you.
1: you know, well, if she's so good with the sleeping, you would think. It's good listening. So learning yeah. how to be house trained is, you know. So wait, uh, so was the, was the dog's name Lulu already? Or you guys named no, it? No,
0: the, they came as Cowgirl, and we went, well, we're gonna change that immediately. I it's so much fun to go look at puppies. Yeah, it was so great, but some of those older dogs, uh, poor Petey, man, I I loved him. I had an instant connection, you know, when you could sense it, and uh, if I could have, I would have taken him home with me. That's a bummer. um, Yeah, but selfishly, I go, well, this is kind of best of both worlds for me. I can kind of go and play with the puppy, and then I can just kind of leave and not have to deal with any other bullshit, (laughs) you know what I mean, why you visit my mom. Yeah, that's true. So... Uh, and I, don't lot- feel bad- what, I, I Sorry, I was going to say, no, okay. go ahead. I don't feel bad about visiting my mom because I got a negative COVID test, baby.
1: All right. I'm in Woo! the clear. The
0: kid's in the clear. I felt okay, but I wanted to get the rapid test. I'll be traveling to Rhode Island this weekend for Labor Day weekend, and I wanted to uh, make everybody I'm traveling with feel at ease, so we thought we'd do the prudent thing and get a test. And I'm sitting in the examining room, and the, the nurse comes in. She goes, all right, I'm going to give you the nasal swab. And, you know, all I've heard is the nightmare stories oh. about how this thing is going halfway up into I've your brain. I've gotten them before. It sucks. And I'm not good with that stuff. Nobody really likes it, but I think I'm extra good. So am I. I'm not good either. Yeah, I'm, I'm a squirmer. So she uh, she goes, yeah, right, I'm very gentle. Don't worry. So I take a dig, a big breath, and she uh, does the one nostril. She does the other side. And I go, well, that wasn't that bad. She goes, all right, I'll be back with your uh, results in about 20 minutes. I go, all right, great. So I'm texting Dr. Mike, my roommate from college, and I'm going, hey, this thing wasn't that bad. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. And I should know in 20 minutes. He goes, yeah, dude, you got the rapid test one. He goes, that's nothing. And I go... Yeah, that's start, that makes more sense. Uh,
1: <laughs> wait, so what's the difference? It's not into the back of your skull like the other yeah, ones? Yeah,
0: it's a nasal swab. And even that, I was like, that is kind of deep, but it's not that bad, which shows how much of a pussy I am. He goes, no, the real one that they do, which it takes a few days, they go halfway down your throat and up your brain and out your yeah, ear. Yeah, it's, it's awful. And so I, I – <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. I didn't think I was going to – so I guess I got the rapid one, which um they say is the actually more accurate one because then they reconfirm it at the lab a few days later. So we got the confirmation as well. So as of now, I'm in the clear. And I'll tell you the thing I was thinking, it does just – I felt fine and I was showing no symptoms, but you do have that mental peace of mind where you just immediately go, ah – it's just a deep breath you just like, Oh yeah. Oh okay. And I like now I can go see my mom, you know, and like just not really have to worry about it. And I could give her a hug, you know, and, and
1: here's the thing man, like I as long as all the precautions everybody takes actually work. Like so wearing the masks, uh you know, like you know, washing your hands, all that stuff. Here's the, like the numbers are down a lot
0: in New York. A lot, especially in New York.
1: So it's one of those things where if you're doing the precautions, that's extra caution. So if the numbers are already down, where are you going to get it? You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, so it's like, it's not what I'm saying. It's like nil or none. I'm just saying that. Right. Unless you're like, it's going to get to the point where it's going to be like the, only the dangerous situations are where you're going to get, like if you walk to a hospital with no mask on, you're running through the, the COVID, you know, stuff like that, where it's like,
0: yeah.
1: where, you, where very dangerous scenarios.
0: Right. The only time, uh, The one that was really worried about me was was our friend Kevin Ryan Kippy's birthday. We were out and we were hugging and kissing 20 different comics on the rooftop and it was outside and I felt okay about it at the time because I probably had a little whiskey in me but the next day I'm going, man, I was talking to a lot of people last night. I wasn't wearing that mask at all. But the thing is, you you also have to be rational about it. You go, well, none of these people are sick either. And I go, I know that's the stupid way of thinking because, yeah, it could be asymptomatic or whatever. Yeah. But that was kind of the impetus where I was like, all right, that was not the most responsible night we had.
1: This is how I thought of it. Even if I get COVID that night, the alcohol will wash it away. Right, right.
0: (laughs) It probably I think that's
1: a medical – I think that's legit medical advice. If you're worried about (laughs) it. Just drink your of
0: face off. Drink. Just drink your face off at an Irish bar the night you get whiskey.
1: <laughs> but I remember.
0: I was thinking about that, Shawnee, We should. You had a great idea. You go. We had. We should organize another comedians' night. Yes. Or we should order a DYM night uh, out at our friends uh, at Paddy's out there. That was really fun, and I think people need that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And you. And they have it outside. It's socially distanced. I mean, if you know, if, we could also do a thing where it's like, hey we need proof that you're negative and you can come to the, come to the shindig. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you're home by 11
0: PM. That's, you know, that's another closed. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were, That was a fun <laughs> I mean, night. We weren't, but <laughs> the bar's, closed. have you, did you watch anything this week or now?
1: I can't yeah. watch anything right now because I have no freaking internet.
0: Oh buddy. I, uh, that's a killer. Um, I just realized that with my Verizon unlimited plan, I can get Disney plus for free for six months. Oh, I'm getting because I'm getting Fios. Nice. Nice. So, I, uh, I just did that before we logged on here. So, I'm gonna maybe watch The Mandalorian and explore some of the Disney Plus stuff, uh, for the things I haven't seen be- for, through that streaming service. But, um, while I was home in Marstown, I watched, uh, Happy Happy Joy Joy, which was a documentary. Ren and Stimpy? Yes, it was a Ren and Stimpy documentary on, uh, John Crickfalusi, the creator. Um. Ah, uh, was it good? Not that great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had a documentary that I watched, but I want to hear about this one. But I, I started watching the band one that Scorsese had produced. And I turned oh, it off, yeah. I, I turned it off 10 minutes in. Really? Yeah. It was Good just Robert, it was Robbie Robertson being like, how does this magic form? How, how do we form this magical band? I'm like, was that, that we, we had... were
0: brothers? Yeah. Did yeah. you watch it? No, I, I, I saw it. I saw yeah. the preview.
1: I, the preview made me want to watch it. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, Scorsese produced this. All right, cool. And then I started watching it and it was like, I couldn't even take, like they did like Robbie Robertson's backstory, but it was like oh. him narr- narrating it himself. It and like, I don't know. I just couldn't, it took me out of it. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll try it again, but I wasn't into it at all. Not a I good
0: start. You didn't hear much about it. It was the Ren and Stimpy one was shitty. Ren and Stimpy I loved. Okay, I was going to ask you if you were a fan or not. I was not the biggest fan, but I did watch it a lot. I, lo- I, I liked it. I watched yeah. it. My yeah. friend Chris Morgan was diehard Red and Stimpy. He oh, yeah, I wasn't diehard, but I was into it, yeah. He loved it, and it was, I give it credit, it was unique, and it was kind of artistically beautiful, aesthetically nice to look at, but this guy was a fucking asshole. Like really, it was is that is that the point of the documentary? Kind of, it's kind of, it's historic and this is how it got started. This was the process. This was uh, what went on, and it was funny because I learned through the documentary about a joke that The Simpsons made on their show when I don't know if you remember this episode. It's the front. When Lisa and Bart write an episode of Itchy and Scratchy, but they, yeah, but yeah. they put, which is based grandpa, off the front is also a Woody Allen movie, right? But they and so they put Grandpa's name on it to yeah. have an adult's yeah. name, yeah, it's good. And when they're at the award ceremony, um, they're doing the nominees. They go uh, Little Barbershop of Hars, Abraham Simpson writes, and they go blah blah blah, and it goes Ren and Stimpy, and it comes up a blank that says. Clip not yet ready. Yeah. And so I learned through the documentary. He I remember was, that. He was notorious for, like, they didn't deliver episodes on time and it delayed the show, like, by months. And so that's why I was like, oh, that's a great Simpsons jab at Ren and Stimpy because that was just, I guess, a cartoon war at the time. Oh, that's funny. Well, you know what's yeah. crazy about that?
1: South Park used to do the same thing, apparently, because they would, they wanted to get by the censor. So if they handed in late, the censors right. wouldn't have time they'd be like, they would let stuff through that they normally wouldn't because <laughs> you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't have time. We had to put it on the air because it was such a big phenomenon. But, uh, that Simpsons episode is like, it's such a good episode.
0: Such a great episode. Here's a- I didn't know the guy was known episode,
1: yeah. for being an asshole.
0: Uh, so apparently it was, um, you know, a group of art students and they all kind of worshiped at the church of John for Lucy And he kind of took it, uh, I think it went to his head a little bit and, he eventually got the show taken over from one of his main art directors because he was so kind of crazy about everything has to be so right. It has to be so right. It has to be so right, be so right that he would re- just rewrite and redraw episodes where people were like, we, you can't work like this. You know, you have to accept other people's – you have to let other people work on the show yeah. for you. Yeah. And then it got a little bizarre in his personal life. Oh, Apparently there was a fan, this young lady, and I do mean young, about 16 years old. Oh shit! They had kind of a letter-writing correspondence, Yikes. and I guess he offered her like an internship, and then they began like dating. And he was like 35, 36 years old, oh, and basically my God, It was like man. a Manhattan story, you know what I mean? Like it was like a Seinfeld situation. And then I guess it kind of. uh happened again where he was dating a really younger girl but it was just and then like this girl has like post-traumatic stress disorder from it you know like they interviewed her she was like yeah I was a kid he was taking like you know he should have known what he was doing I nothing I don't think any criminal charges came from it but it was weird and you're like yeah this guy just sucks you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's almost like why you make a documentary about him it unless it's about that to be like, fuck this guy.
0: Yeah, and he's in the documentary and he's like not willingly talking about it, but like, can we talk about this situation? He's like, well, what, what's the point? What would, that was the thing I made a mistake in in the past. Uh, I don't want to talk about it, you know. So they they bring it up, but like, he's got an ego on him, and it was also kind of boring. Like it was an hour and a half of the same repetition. I go, all right, that so yeah, sucks. You know, but I was, yeah, I, I did like Ren and Stimpy, and I was searching for something to watch. So, other than that, that was all I took in this week. So, two yeah, down, two thumbs down for We Were Brothers and uh, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, I guess. Yeah, man, I, you know, it makes you realize, like, it's really hard to do documentaries. Like, it,
1: uh, it's, it's, it's documentaries to make them entertaining and also truthful and. Succinct and and well-rounded at the same
0: time is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, because honestly, I would say, would you? What would you say the percentage of the documentaries that you just go, yeah, this is a documentary. They're all they're kind of boring. That's why, like, when you find a good documentary, you're like, oh, it's a great documentary because there's so few and far between. I'd say like seventy percent of the ones I watch, I'm like, "Eh, yeah. Agreed. I was putting it around there too.
1: Yeah, seventy percent, and then and a lot of them. I really have to. It takes me a lot to like. Like I, I, you know, you watch the ones that people tell you about. Like when that fed up one came out about sugar, that was a good one. Or like, or you know, one. The one that got me in. The the one that started it all with me was when I was like when I was like 19. I watched Thin Blue Line, which is an Errol Morris one. Er, the Errol Morris ones are good.
0: I don't know that uh,
1: one. It's good. It's a It actually, I think, I got the guy off. okay' one of those kind of uh, documentaries.
0: I see well uh, I got a new streaming service so hopefully I'll have some new stuff next week Ooh, uh, oh, you
1: probably you probably can watch like a Pixar documentary
0: because it's a Disney plus situation oh yeah I I, I want to everybody's been telling me Mandalorian's been great so I might start it's with that. good
1: it's really good
0: yeah uh very cool uh well Shawnee, I hope you have a, a great labor Day weekend and that goes to all of you out there stay the course everybody just because it's a holiday weekend doesn't mean we're we're through this thing yet, so be careful with what you're doing. Wait, but you're going to a thing. Yeah, I was trying to get ahead of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we all got tested. That's why we got That's, tested. Okay, okay, okay. You got a point. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know,
1: we're doing the right. Like, he's, like, he's like, guys, don't, don't do anything nuts. Don't go hang they
0: out in They big groups. Don't travel. I, myself, am going to be with 40 <laughs> other people crossing state lines.
1: <laughs> fucking, Andy's like the worst COVID example. I'm, I think but, I'm pretty good actually. But you're but you're, you're tested. You did get tested. That's good. Exactly. If you're uh, gonna
0: do that, make sure you get tested and still keep your distance. But you know, my my whole thing was don't go drinking and driving and don't doing all that stuff that I, I normally do. So, uh, do as I say, not as I do.
1: Well, have fun in uh, in Rhode Island,
0: Andy. Thank Let you, my friend. Any, uh, any, hopefully, any, have some uh, stories for us next week.
1: I need Dimwitz. Uh, go see Andy. What's the address of the place that you're staying?
0: <laughs> I don't actually know, to be honest. I, I was kidding anyway. Out. Yeah, I was joking. But uh,
1: uh, and you can check out Andy at Andy Fiore on Twitter and Instagram if you're so inclined.
0: That is true, and uh, I am also going to be opening up for Mr. Tom Papa at Mohegan Sun in uh, Connecticut at Comics. The 17th through the 19th of September so that's in a few weeks so that's going to be a great show me and Tom he's one of the best there is out there very funny so if you're in the Connecticut area come out and say hi and uh, bring me a meet or a Pete and uh, check out Shawnee's stuff you can follow him uh, at Shawnee Time S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E and check out his show Celebrate every Wednesday at 4pm on Raw Oh, but
1: but they they should be doing it every Thursday at 4pm Raw Report would be the choice to make, I believe. Well, you've got uh, the same channels.
0: Wednesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. You should just be locked in on Channel
1: 99. Yeah, an hour a day. That's all it takes for you to That's just all we're asking. thoroughly. And, then, um, and they're on demand, if not. Absolutely. All right, Andy, I'll, t- I'll see you next week, buddy.
0: Love you guys. Talk to everybody later. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.